Well, a warning. Uh, This story does include some details uh, that will be disturbing. We are talking about serial rapist and murderer Paul Bernardo. And what we learned over the weekend that the lawyer for the families of two of Paul Bernardo's victims say they were given no warning and they still have been given no explanation about why he has been transferred to a medium security prison that is from a maximum security facility. Well, joining us now to talk more about this is Rob Gordon, who's a professor of criminology at Simon Fraser University. Rob, thank you so much for joining the show today. Not a problem. This came as a big surprise, I know, to the families of the victims, two of the victims of Paul Bernardo, Kristen French and Leslie Mahaffey. We heard from Timothy Danson, who is the lawyer for those families. He spoke on the weekend about the fact that he was told that Paul Bernardo was transferred, but again, given no details. How strange is it, or is it strange to be hearing about this or to to hear about this transfer? Well, uh I mean, he, he is a high-profile offender and a high-profile inmate. And so um, almost anything to do with Bernardo, um, you know, attracts some attention. And CSC need to be, sorry, the Correctional Service of Canada uh, need to be mindful uh, of that when they're, when they're managing him. Um, it's unusual. It would be unusual for there to be any external input into what is, in a sense, a, uh, an internal matter, which is the classification and placement of the offender. Um, they presumably uh, have some uh, background information. I mean, they've been with the fellow, they've been managing the fellow for quite some time now. Some background information that would suggest that he's no longer uh, such a high risk that he needs to be placed in maximum security. But of course, we're not privy to that. Um, that is uh, the exclusive domain of the Correctional Service of Canada. And about the only way you can crack that open is to uh, appeal to a court uh, indicating there's some kind of injustice and, or inappropriate conduct on the part of the Correctional Service. Is it? It seems like a bit of a disconnect. That that's the way that the system works, though, doesn't it? When he his parole hearings come up, and family members can attend those, media can attend those hearings in which details are discussed about whether or not there should be a change in his incarceration. That we can hear about that, but then when it comes to a transfer that catches so many people off guard, those details are not allowed to be released. Yeah, I mean, I'm not here to defend the Correctional <laughs> Service of Canada, trust me. Uh, I, on, on this particular case, uh, you know, they, they should be working very, very carefully. But it's never the case, rarely the case, that uh, outside bodies would be consulted on what is, in fact, an internal transfer. That, w- that would involve or internal movement of, of an inmate that would involve um, all sorts of violations of privacy and so forth, because those sitting in judgment uh, on on the person uh, would have to have all the information to fairly uh, consider whether or not this is an appropriate decision. Uh, I have no doubt that, uh, given the fuss over the weekend, that there's going to be uh, some kind of internal inquiry, I wouldn't say investigation, but some kind of internal inquiry 
by management of the Correctional Service of Canada into this decision. And I don't have details of who made the decision. Uh, I assume it was a classification group somewhere within the bowels of CSC, um, uh, and they may well be <laughs> regretting it this morning, but uh, we shall see. Right. And like you said, this is a case that even though it is several years ago, I, I think people will remember the case and, and just how uh, horrific some of the details and what he was convicted of. Yeah. We did yeah. hear from, from the public safety minister, uh, Marco Mendicino, uh, saying that he did not know about the transfer, uh, saying that it was shocking and incomprehensible. Uh, would that be, is it something that he would have heard about, though, or that, that the public safety minister would have been briefed on? Unlikely. Uh, although I've no doubt that he's been briefed this morning, but not prior to the decision being made. And of course, Correctional Service of Canada have, have custody of the body, so they could actually move him back and forward. Um, and the idea of this is to uh, not only minimize any outside risk, uh, but also make sure that the inmate is uh, properly uh, managed by internally uh, that he or she is getting um, the kinds of services that are best for them uh, in a location that uh, is appropriate and just. Um, just putting somebody in uh, a building and throwing away the key is not the way to go. Uh, the the Correctional Service of Canada has the horrendous task of trying to uh, manage a prisoner who's likely to be very aggressive and uh, uh, difficult to manage uh, if, if there is no hope um, that this individual will ever be in a different situation. And that's one of the reasons why a great deal of discretion is given uh, to relative discretions given to the Correctional Service of Canada to manage the inmate. So, it's it's for internal security purposes as much as it is for uh, the benefit of, of the uh, of the inmate and the protection of the pub, public. I mean, those are the primary criteria. Would it also be a factor, the fact that, so he he has, I believe, in the past asked for uh, some loosening of the restrictions uh, where he was being held in maximum yep. security. Uh, we know he was uh, designated a dangerous offender, meaning he could be kept indefinitely. Uh, does it factor in the dangerous offender status when making a decision like this? Oh, yes, for sure. I mean, they're, they're going to be looking at whether or not he's a risk in medium security. That sounds strange, but uh, if he goes from max to medium, um, there is a, a, a status improvement for this particular inmate, um, uh, particularly in the eyes of other, uh, of other inmates. I mean, he may well... Um, he may well gain, gain some, I wouldn't say prestige is not the word, but uh, he was certainly gained some status by being moved out of max and going to medium. I mean, the difference is slender um, in many instances. Many instances, it's a slender difference. It's not, it's not as if the guy is walking free and you know gets um, more time uh, in the yard, this sort of stuff. I mean, he... he he is still in prison. He is still behind wire. 
behind bars, and he is still subject to the prison discipline and control mechanisms. He is not getting away scot-free with anything. Um, so the question really is, why would they move him? And I assume they're doing that because they think that the maximum security provisions uh, provided in the institution are over the top and unnecessary and quite likely expensive as well. Uh, I, I'm not, I haven't followed the case that closely in the last few years, so I don't know exactly what he has been experiencing. Uh, but those, those are the kinds of things that they'll be considering. It's not always time to let this guy go. He's a good guy now. Right. It's more a case of, is he appropriately located uh, where he is or where he's going? And that's the end of the story.